Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast number 14, Teaching Adults to Swim. My name is Jeff, and I will be your host for today. Let's get started. This is one of the more uh, scary topics that we're going to cover, or that we have covered so far. And it's one of those things that I get questions from my starting instructors when they take a private lesson, or when they're uh, talking about... Actually, we only have adults for private lessons in our program, so uh, this is generally about how to teach an adult how to swim. And for the most part, they come, adults, come with some preconceived fears or hesitations about swimming. So most of the time when you have an adult that is coming to us how to swim, they're trying to overcome some sort of fear or um, lack of knowledge about swimming. So what we need to do is approach it in a specific way that's different from young people. And we're gonna get into those details uh, today. Talking, um, using front glides as an example. Now we're gonna assume that the adult in question here is, doesn't know how to swim at all. So we're not talking about someone who's coming in for a triathlon training or who's just learning how to work on their bilateral breathing for front crawl or freestyle. Uh, we're not talking about that today. What we're talking about are those adults that are coming to swim lessons for whatever reason. Uh, they don't know how to swim, and they may have a fear of swimming uh, because they haven't learned how to do it. So we're going to talk about how to address those fears and how to teach those people, those adults, uh, how, to, how to swim in, a, in an incremental fashion, uh, much like we do the rest of our program. So a step-by-step -step guide for you to teach swimming to adults who might be afraid of the water. So the number one thing that we want to work on is to be patient. So uh, actually, let's why don't we just set up the scenario here, and then we can go into the details about how we're going to go about teaching it, and then I'll give a little bit of a update as we go through. So, and I can use a real-life example uh, that I've had in the past to kind of set us off. So I, when I was teaching private lessons at one of the other facilities that I worked at, um, we, I had an adult that came in for private lessons and they didn't know how to swim and they, they were about 40 years old, had never learned how to swim and in fact were a little bit scared of drowning. So they had determined that they were going to take private lessons to learn how to swim and their only goal was to be able to swim one length of the pool freestyle or front crawl the, they called it the crawl stroke, which is totally okay. Uh, you know, the, the jargon, the terminology isn't as important. It's something that you'll pick up over time. But they wanted to learn how to go from one side of the pool to the other without stopping. And as an older person, and without spending any time in the water, they were basically starting at zero. And it took me a while through trial and error to figure out how I had to go about teaching this class. And part of why I want to do this podcast today is so you don't have to go through that extensive trial and error that I went through. That you can follow these steps that will also be in the, the show notes, the episode notes, uh, to assess your swimmer, your adult swimmer, and then build on whatever pain point or fear point that you identify as them having. So what I'm telling, so in this case. Uh, I, we'll just call this person John. Uh, I don't remember their name exactly. It's been a while. But they, uh, John came in, and on the first day, I asked, you know, can you go underwater? 
and John said, yeah, I can go underwater, and was very uncomfortable with it and wasn't very happy doing it, but would go underwater. And at the time, I didn't pick up on it, but looking back, I noticed that those first few times of going underwater, John had a really hard time standing up. Now, this wasn't because they were weak or they didn't have any strength or any flexibility. It's because they didn't know how to recover from going underwater. They didn't know, John didn't know how to stand up or how to use his hands to push his body to rotate his torso from horizontal position into a vertical position. So he had a really difficult time transitioning from face underwater, crunched up in a ball, kind of horizontal style, into a standing, getting his feet swung underneath him to stand up. So he didn't really have that instinctual rotation on the center of mass that you have as a child when you're playing in the water or if you spend a lot of time in the water. You kind of pick up on how your body isn't just up and down, it's more three-dimensional because the water reduces your body weight and you can rotate in the water and that rotating on your center of mass which is or your center of buoyancy, the, the portion of your body that uh, like it's a point that you can rotate on and I'm talking in, in, a, in a forward or backwards to your torso uh, perspective here. But so you can use your hands to kind of move yourself around to orientate yourself vertically. He didn't have this instinctual knowledge about it. So when I was going through my lessons with him, I wasn't actually addressing the core point of what he was really afraid of was not being able to stand up. And therefore, because he couldn't stand up, He's not going to be able to breathe, and he's going to be stuck underwater and drowned. So, and, and those were his fears. And he wanted to learn how to swim comfortably, but he didn't know even the basics of if I push the water in this way with my hand and kind of engage my stomach, then my body is going to correct itself and orientate itself upright from a horizontal position. So what we want to do is... First, we want to find out where they're comfortable and and find the pain point for them or the fear point you know what's holding them back specifically and we want to go down as basic as we can so we can start at the base and build upwards and once we have an established base then things move pretty quickly so uh, number one be patient here Uh, we want to start with do you go underwater now, this is very similar to level one. This is very similar to how we do it with children, but it's a little tailored different. So most times an adult will have no trouble putting their face in the water, putting their eyes in the water. And really that's the first thing that has to happen. So are they capable of doing that? And what you want to watch for is how do they go underwater? Are they putting their whole face underwater? Are they just putting their chin and their mouth in the water when you ask them to? Are they just doing the front of their head, like just their face and not the ears or the back of the head? Or are they fully submerging their head? And then how are they doing that with their body? Are they crunching down into a ball, like squatting, so going vertically up and down? Do they jump forward and do like a dolphin dive, Um, which I doubt would happen in this case, but, you know, maybe they do and they're just learning how to do the arm strokes. But in our scenario here, we're talking about 
John, who wouldn't go underwater, who would go underwater, I'm sorry, but had difficulties recovering and then didn't know how to stand upright and then didn't understand pushing the water so he couldn't swim. So he wanted to learn how to do that. So do they go underwater? And then how do they go underwater? That's important. What way are they going underwater? So what you want to watch out for is if they understand or if they know how to recover themselves, how to get back from being underwater to a standing position. And if they do that, do they know how to do a front glide? Can they extend their arms over their face or over their head, put their face in the water and get horizontal and move through the water? And if they do that, do they panic and then struggle to stand up? You might need to help them. Again, understanding how your body needs to rotate backwards on its center of mass in the water so you can stand upright. Um, and do they know how to do that? And if it's not, then we're going to go into how you can teach them. And then back glides. So generally, if they can't do a front glide, they cannot do a back glide. But what if they do do a front glide and it's okay? Can they also do a back glide? Are they relaxed with their ears in the water? Are they relaxed with their hips near the surface? Do they know how to lift the hips and the belly to keep the shoulders down and near the surface and kind of balance at the surface? Do their kick, I'm sorry, do their legs kick or give them propulsion? Do they know the arm strokes or front crawl or back crawl? And we just kind of want to build up from the base of going underwater to uh, front glides, back glides, and then swimming. And generally we don't go into breaststroke or butterfly unless they know how to swim already. And, and I would consider that more of a um, triathlon slash competitive swimming, master swimmer, advanced lesson, and not so much this beginner adult lesson that we're talking about. So be patient, go down that tr checklist, underwater, how do they go underwater, how do they recover, front glide, is it comfortable, is it relaxed, do they know how to recover from a front glide, back glides, is it comfortable, is it relaxed, is it flat, and can they recover from a back glide, can they drop their hips to lift their head, it's kind of counterintuitive if you don't have a lot of in, like practice with it, uh, or play in the water, and then um, can they do the arm strokes for front crawl and back crawl? So be patient, start very slow. And for us who may know how to swim, this may seem like very trivial, but it's very important to start at the basics because we don't know where their fear or their pain point is, or we don't know how little they've been in the water. So we may just instinctively be like, oh, of course this is how it's done. But adults sometimes are living under decades of pen, you know, built up fear and, and avoidance and don't know how to, how to behave in the water because they're afraid of it or they are afraid of not knowing how to swim so they don't give themselves the opportunity to try or, or trial and error and practice in the water. Even in a safer environment in shallow water because they may be so petrified by possibly drowning and or making a scene or a spectacle having to be rescued that they avoid the situation entirely. So, um, and we want to find that pain point, that fear point. Okay, so be patient, be slow, and give clear instructions. Um, and use terms that they may understand instead of jargon. So don't say do a front glide, demonstrate or explain the pieces of it. Put your arms above your head, 
put your face in the water and get your body as straight as possible. You can say position 11 with a demonstration. It's best in an adult situation to always demonstrate before you ask them to do it. So say, here's what we're gonna do next. Here's what it looks like. And then proceed through the skill very slowly without embellishing. So don't add on to it. So we don't wanna say, okay, we're gonna do front crawl. And then you bust out a streamline, a front crawl, and a flip turn, and then more freestyle. That's gonna be too overwhelming. You know, do a gentle glide, maybe in position 11, do three catch-up arm strokes. Uh, and then kind of ask them if they understood, if they can see it, and then maybe work through it with them together or do it with support. So for John in this case, uh, we started with front glides. And again, this was my mistake back in time here, is that we didn't work on how to recover or how to rotate your body uh, to recover and to stand up on your own. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about pushing the water with your hand and how it has an opposite re reactive effect on the body. So if you engage your muscles by pushing the water away from you, then you're gonna be pushed backwards. We didn't really talk about that and that was a mistake of mine. So during our front glide, here are some common issues that uh, I ran into. There was the fear of falling underwater, so not being able to control your descent or your floating and not understanding the difference of how you can hold your breath to stay on the surface or how you can manipulate your body to go down and up and very easily do this for people who are comfortable in the water but when you're tense or you don't understand you know general fluid uh, behavior you're going to be afraid of falling underwater and getting someplace you cannot stand up so fear of not being able to breathe, uh, additionally not being able to recover, and fearing not being able to stand up. So when we would get towards deeper water, John would panic and stop before we got close because he knew at a certain point he wouldn't be able to struggle and get himself upright um, easily. So when we got past a certain point, even though he was taller than the deepest portion of the pool, he knew that he would have troubles getting his feet underneath him, so he would panic and stop. So, and, and again, this is a failure of mine at the time to understand that. And um, if we teach, you know, pushing the water and how your body changes and rotates as a result of that through uh, different exercises and games, maybe, um, then I would have not had any of these issues. So, um, so we worked on front glides um, and. He was good at gliding. It was the recovering that was the problem. So we, you should work on how to get underwater and glide. And, and here, this is important, how to recover after the glide. So maybe do that before you have the adult actually participate in a front glide. Go over, um, you know, maybe spin in a circle. Uh, so bring your knees up to your chest and use your hands to spin yourself in a circle. And that kind of teaches how your body moves as a result of your hand motions, what kind of muscles to engage as you push the water to make yourself move. Or um, if they're comfortable, uh, get, bring their knees up into their chest, put your face in the water, and use your hands to make your body do a flip. Or maybe do an exaggerated butterfly kick motion. You know, Maybe do a few dolphin motions in the water and feel how you can go down and up in the water by just moving your torso. Uh, so learning how to navigate the water is an important thing to do and something that I think we gloss over when we're doing, working with adults. And in John's case, had I done this, probably would have had a much more successful and quicker um, resolution for him 
uh, and learning how to swim. So work on how to go underwater, glide, and how to recover from that glide. So the recovery is just as important as doing the actual glide. It's an integral part of it, and it may address most of the fears that they have in the first place. Uh, also, do exercises and how to push the water. We talked about those, and I give you a few examples. And it may seem trivial, uh, but it is absolutely necessary for our swimmers to learn this. And we do this for the most part with... We have to be explicit with it for adults because they've actively ignored, in some cases, or they've actively avoided swimming and have no playful engagement or experience with water uh, to draw experience from. So with children in swim lessons, we generally they generally have had time to play in the water and instinctively learn these things. Um, but with adults, they probably avoided the water and then learned to develop a fear of the water and so have no experience to draw from in the water to learn how to do these things. So we have to walk them through it. Even though it may seem trivial, it is an important thing to do. So after we teach them how to be comfortable getting their feet underneath them, uh, we should move on to the next incremental step. And that is get your body in line, uh, which is nice straight body posture, straight spine, um, without curving or bending the back too much. How to kick the water. Uh, again, this is more knowledge about how the foot moves the water in order to create propulsion or movement. And you can do that by uh, working on the side or describing it as a paintbrush moving up and down. And then the correct head placement in the water. So not lifting the head up or tucking the chin, but having it more perpendicular to the spine, like you were standing and looking straight ahead. So I guess the, the, the main thing here when working with adults is you know, go slowly, start at the beginning. <laughs> I'm reiterating this a lot. Teach them how to recover underwater. Uh, from being underwater, so how the body moves and rotates in the water by engaging the, the hands to push the water and how that reacts with the body. So teaching that, and then the rest of it is easy. It's, it's just an incremental progression. Uh, be gentle, be explicit, give support when it's needed or asked for, but for the most part, uh, demonstrate the skill, demonstrate it as simply as you possibly can, so avoid embellishing simple skills with your expertise. They obviously know that you can do things well um, and don't overwhelm them with too much information in your demonstration. So if you're trying to get them to do a front glide, don't do a streamline or don't do a streamline in a flip turn. Do a front glide as simply as you possibly can because then they're going to emulate what you're doing. And as you progress, so as they master a skill, then take it to the next step. If they can front glide, show them a streamline. If they can streamline, show them the breakout in the next three strokes of freestyle. They can do freestyle comfortably, show them bilateral breathing, both sides. They can do that, show them a flip turn, work on just flips on their own, maybe blowing bubbles with their nose. They can do that, then do a flip turn or a hundred, you know, step by step build up to things. Uh, and start at the beginning, teach things that you may think are trivial, be explicit when you talk, take things slowly. Uh, identify their pain or fear points, and use repetition and gentle support to prod them repetitively into the next step. So do things over and over again, maybe do the same skill work but with different activities uh, to approach the same skill, and then break down everything you do into smaller steps so they can master one, have a success, and move on to the next one. And one main thing here at the end, uh, to talk about with adults is they will 
want to know why you're doing something. So you can explain, you know, we're not going to start with front glides, but we are going to start with just spinning in a circle, you know, floating on the surface. And we're doing that because it helps learn how to move your body through the water. And therefore, it helps you recover and stand up with ease. And they'll be like, okay, this makes sense. And this is why we do it. With children, you just say, this is what we're doing. And here's, and listen to me because I'm telling you to do it. And they're okay with that. They, they don't, well, not everyone, but most of the time they're okay with that. Adults typically need to have an explanation attached to why we're doing something in order to understand and then be motivated to do it. So we're doing this because it helps with this. We're doing this because it's the first step of this. We're doing this because it's the second step of front glide and so on and so forth. So use explanation uh, or and you can go into more depth if they ask, but give them a clear attainable goal give them an explanation why we're doing that goal and then tell them how they can accomplish it and demonstrate it and you'll have success with your parent tots if you have any experience with teaching parent tot or i'm sorry parents or adults how to swim please let us know send me an email jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or send me a message on twitter at swimming ideas my name is jeff feel free to reach out to me uh, we do have lesson plans that work for children explicitly on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com, uh, under the Buy Swim Lesson packages. Uh, you can see them. We have skill sheets. We have templates. We have uh, level testing sheets so you can write comments, check off skill requirement, has pictures. The skill sheets have pictures on them so you can easily show a picture and it has the key points for each of those skills written on it next to each picture. For example, Streamline, the three things for Streamline are look down, squeeze your ears, and lock your thumb. And you can see that with pictures on these skill sheets. Uh, they are $6.99 and Parent Tot, Level 1, Level 2, and skill sheets are all included in that. So if you're interested, definitely check that out. Uh, if there are anything other podcast topics that you would like to hear about, I would love to hear from you. Uh, send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas. Look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great day.